Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 16 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we're going over episode 16 of season one, which is called Enigma. Um, AKA, I thought you were an angel. <laughs> yeah, AKA, terrible beeline romance. I don't know. I don't know. Schrodinger's no. <laughs> Stargate. Um, for those, if you listened to last episode at the very end, um, you heard me going on about, I love this episode because of one specific scene, irrationally. That would be the Schrodinger's cat scene, because yeah. I love the short, I just, I love weird physics, like, conundrums and paradoxes. Well, yeah, and it's like a, a nice little nerdy inside joke. I mean, to be fair, I'm not a cat person. <laughs> if I had a cat, that cat would be named Schrodinger. That's fair. Like... It's a completely obvious name to me. Like, I don't know why there's more cats not named Schrodinger around. No, I wonder what Schrodinger's cat was actually named. I don't think Schrodinger had a cat. But in his his <laughs> his imaginary cat, I wonder what its name was. Or do we pick a name for it? Or dog. Do you just... <laughs> his name was his dog. name is Dog. I like it. <laughs> it's like that meme going around of the dog named Fish. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Um, so this episode aired on January 30th, 1998. It was written by Catherine Powers, a name oh, we know. Yes. And directed by William Garrity. Well, I feel like Catherine Powers needs to write a couple of, like, terrible Harlequin romances. Oh, yeah, She yeah, should yeah. get this out of her system. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was directed by William Garrity. Uh, he previously directed Broken Divide. Oh, too. okay, cool. And apparently, he just basically does, like, an episode or two a season gotcha. for a while. Got it. Um, and so, of the ge- there's a couple uh, good guest stars. This okay. week we have Tobin Bell. He plays Omek. That's the lead guy. Yes. Okay. The, yeah. Uh, jerk face number Basically one. Basically jerk face. Yeah. Well, apparently I've never seen this film, so I wouldn't know him for this. But apparently he plays Jigsaw in all of the Saw films. Oh, I've never seen those. Ne- it's so no, not my type of film, so I've never seen a minute of them. I... Um, but I'm sure there's a fair amount of people that probably. Yeah, I am the person that will that. have to sleep with the light on and, and be scared of everything in the world. So I saw it's not my kind of films. My my friends in college <laughs> got me to see Ringu, not Ring, but right. Ringu, and yeah. I had to cover all the reflective surfaces in my yeah, dorm room that's for about fair. two weeks. I still I still think of, of the little girl from both of those movies very, every time I clean my bathtub because, very. <laughs> because of my long dark hair, and I go, oh, she's coming. She's coming for me. Uh, we have very overactive imaginations, which <laughs> yeah. does not go well for things. No, not with us. Uh, horror movies. <laughs> so, uh, Nareem was uh, played by Garen Sanford, which uh, those of you who have seen Stargate know him best because he has a reoccur- small reoccurring role in Atlantis oh. that's completely different. Um, okay. But he's done, basically Vancouver, uh, if you don't know this, is a hotbed of uh, science fiction TV Got shows. It. Okay. <laughs> um, Fair. So, and a lot of them are like Eureka and things on there, but oh, it's yeah. been X Files and okay. Supernatural. Like, there's just a ton of sort of genre shows that are filmed up there, and he's been a guest star in pretty much most of them. That's probably why his face looks so familiar. Yeah, he's no, also, has he done something else? Um, he uh, he's done some stuff, but not like uh, to me. That's there's not a ton that like hey, I'd recognize him from right. this. Okay, that's fair. Um, but he did have this cool interview that I, I found this interview on GateWorld. Um, and this okay. was later after he'd done a couple, played his other role as well. And he was talking about him getting involved in like the auditioning for this episode. And he was actually in South Africa filming something. Oh. And then he was like flying in the next day. And they're like, we want you to get started this episode. It's coming up next. And he couldn't get the script because he was flying. Right. And so he basically showed, sounds like he just showed up. He didn't have a script. Uh, he had just <laughs> flown in from like South Africa. So his hours kept flipping. And, um,. And they, like, he got to meet Amanda Tapping, because I guess Amanda Tapping got, like, the final, like, 
Yeah, he can be my love interest. Well, yeah, if she's got to make out with the dude. Well, and they talk about that. There actually goes, the kissing scene, he goes, uh, was so horrible. I think, this is to quote, he goes, it was really rough with laughter. And he goes, the kissing scene was so horrible. I think I asked him to do it again, I don't know, about eight or ten times. <laughs> and I said, is that it? Can we do it from another angle? Because I've been in the business a long time, and that's the best on-screen kiss I've ever had, ever. Aww, that's very sweet. <laughs> and I he goes, it. for Amanda, it wasn't hot and heavy. It was just wonderful, romantic and she's fabulous she, he's totally in love with her um good so, answer exactly so it was because just kind of captain a, sam can kick your butt and it, you should only say nice things about her yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll remember to post this this uh this um link i will beware for you do not yes. read all of this there's gotcha. some spoilers for later on don't, i kind of stay away from gate world there's another yeah. one that you've told me about but i kind of just don't look at them ever. yeah but i'll post this <laughs> um i'll post this on the uh on the facebook for sure um um when this episode goes up and i will put in there like spoilers if you are one of those i know there's probably a couple of you who are like first watching this along with grace mm-hmm. avoid it um and so another thing i wanted to add um, yeah i remember his face looked familiar to me and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. And I don't watch a lot of sci-fi. Yeah. So I looked him up and he plays the king in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I saw like the first two episodes of that. So yeah. I think I just completely missed I didn't that. catch too much of it, but enough to say, hey, this guy's face is familiar. Yeah. And then we have, um, um... Colonel Mayborn, and uh, that's played by Tom McBeef. And Colonel Jerkface? Is that Colonel Yeah, he's Jerkface? just Colonel Jerkface. Oh, got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he comes, we see him again because he's the head of the NID. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just Jerkface, Colonel right. Jerkface. Got it. So our planet for at least the first five minutes, three minutes of the episode is Tolan. It's P3X 7763. Okay. Um, cool fun fact. I figured since this is not in the series at all, I'm not really considering a spoiler. Okay. Um, but there is uh, a book called City of the Gods. And I'm not going to spoil oh. the book, but there's like a side thing. We basically, apparently, I have not read, I think I've, I can't remember if I've read this or not. Because okay. I've read a whole bunch of these, but it was years ago. But we discovered that the Talans are actually from the Mayan culture. Oh. Um, and so the story basically tells how they came to Talan. They kind of lost their origin in history oh. um, and it's just clearly they've evolved faster than us right um, which and which we'll get Daniel back to that about. right yeah, yeah we'll Daniel talks about that, that later I got a bunch of stuff to add there so uh, we start the episode with it snowing on Talon yeah but by snowing I mean ashing yeah I was because like, there's a volcano yeah. <laughs> oh the ash oh, that's what I called it the ash and volcano planet <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, the gate opens and our intrepid team shows on the scene right um, and None of this was Ash on the probe, though. So Jack gets Daniel to dial the gate back up and head back home. But before they can do that, he sees a woman who's still alive in the Ash. And then they see others. A lot of them are dead. Um, And And they see, they point out this, like, tech on their outfits that you don't recognize. Um, And there's... They're clearly soldiers or something. They're they're something. Yeah. And I, I, I will give the writer, I will give... Uh, Catherine Powers, all the restraints in the world, um, that she resisted Sam going, I'm a scientist, not a volcanologist. Like, something <laughs> about, yeah. like, I'm a physicist, not a volcanologist. I like that. Um, because it's essentially in my brain what she said. <laughs> um, and we cut to Nareem's point of view, and Sam looks like an angel with falling ash floating around her glowing hair. Yeah, I, I mean, is it in slow motion even? I swear yeah, it's in basically, slow motion. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, and then he basically croaks out, don't... Don't help me. Don't, yeah. don't help us. And credits. Yeah. So they bring them all through the gate instead. Here's the part where we're America. We don't listen to anything everybody else says. Uh, we're going to save you. And they basically just explain to Hammond why they brought so many people through the gate without warning him. Right. Uh, and even like even SG-1's like having a hard time breathing because of the ash and right. the right. volcano in the atmosphere. planet. And the volcano in the air. Uh, briefing room scene. They got 10 people from the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hammond compliments them on their very nice rescue mission. Uh, Sam doesn't really know what kind of tech they were in, but it's emitting a low level of radiation. So it's some sort of power, but there's no circuits. There's no moving parts. They've never seen anything like it before. Right. So clearly they are far more advanced than, than we are, but they're still human. Mm-hmm. 
So Daniel points out it's possible we could be colonizing planets if it wasn't those pesky dark ages. Yeah, and that's where I was like, oh crap. Yeah. I don't know how often this has been referred to yeah. in in anything, but I love this concept. Yeah. I want to go on this for a while. So yeah, the dark ages took, what is that? Was it 300 years? 800 years. Okay, Daniel gosh. says 800 years where science was heresy, basically heresy and evil. Holy crap. Where could we be right now? Yeah. Can somebody write that? Yeah. I want to see that. Because even in... Even because the, really the Dark Ages was was it, like England, Europe, in, in that generation. Right. So even even in in China and in the in the uh, Middle East, they were making like math and science leaps. That's true. Like they were continuing progress. Yeah. Had we all been on that page, where yeah. could we be? So it took me a second to get back into the show. I'm not yeah. going to lie, because I went off on this tangent in my head, and I went, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Where could we be? I, why have I never considered this concept? So now I want to study the Dark Ages a little. Yeah, because um, you had, I mean, you had some, but it was so bashed, and it went so slowly, because they had to do it in secret, and they yeah. had to do it... I mean, if you even if you look at most of, of my stuff is especially in in terms of um, you, know, you know Galileo and all this kind of stuff in, in terms of understanding the cosmos and things, but it just slows to a halt. Right. And you have we're redis you see in the in the Dark Ages and right after the Dark Ages they're rediscovering essentially things, things that, that we, yeah. they had already observed. And, and, to, and on. to put this purely from a conceptual point of view and not at all from a political point of view, it's like mm-hmm. how easily could we fall back yeah. into that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Could we be headed towards the second Dark Ages? Yeah. Whoa. Heavy thoughts. <laughs> I do I do think that nowadays it would be harder to have a Dark Ages because basically you can't control the internet. That's true. You can't control people from still sharing ideas and still getting together. That's absolutely you know, in true. In that age, in order to spread the ideas, someone would have had to travel and you get together you know, somewhere like that in secret, whereas now you can literally just on your phone uh, Anonymously to, be part yeah. of this revolution. Yeah. I like that. So I think you you have ways I think it'll be if anything like that happened these days or in in the future it would be far more of almost a split society right. where you have those who want to sh- who who want, uh, want to versus yeah you stability. you have those that want the stability that 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 are going into sort of a self-imposed dark ages mm-hmm. and then you have this other half of society that is continuing moving forward and shunning that right. so yeah it's such an interesting concept though i love that just yeah. that tiny you know that one piece Whoever wrote that one tiny piece, it was just, I just felt like that was genius. And, and yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot for never think, thinking it before, but I loved it. Well, it's, loved I, it. to me, that should be, you should cover that more in the history books. Like, that's Absolutely. not something that they bring up in school. Yeah. Of, uh, by the way, don't repeat this history. Yeah, we of, don't reflect on that. Yeah, yeah. Remember this part of history? Don't do that. Yeah, don't I remember do that being again. told this was scary mm-hmm. and bad but then we don't reflect on what could have happened if yeah. this weren't it or what, what what is the potential that we lost and there? how easy it is really in some cases like is it easy to fall back into that or do you have to try as a culture to fall back into that right that's true that's very true. I like that. Anyway, that's so, that's where my brain went for those five, well then, solid well five then you, minutes. Then you probably missed someone coming telling Hammond that the leader of the rescue people would like to speak to him. That's true. It took me, I was like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> so, uh, Omek is totally super friendly and it immediately is uh, super uh, courteous to no one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, who are you? It's not exactly, gre- gregarious is not the word I would no. use to describe this guy. So, Hammond introduces himself and his people. Uh, Omek goes, why are you, why, where are we? And he's just pissed that they were rescued. Right. He finds it hard to believe that anyone so primitive could have deciphered the gate. <laughs> he snarks at Tilksum. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Hammond just puts his foot down and goes, what's your goddamn name, sir? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they don't look as the, at the Gould as enemies. They right. just avoid them. He Fair. De- he demands everything be returned to them and to let them go home. Uh, Jack's, uh, Daniel points out it's a little volcanic there at the time. Yeah. Um, but he would love to learn more about them. And Omek goes, no fucks to give. Nothing. He's I don't like, care at this all. This is why I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Remember the part where I do, he's basically a mean girl. Yeah, he's a mean girl. He's like, no, I want nothing to do with you or any of you. You're all dumb and you're all lame. And I want to go home to my dying planet. Meanwhile, in the back corner, Nareem is eyeing Sam. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> Nareem is like, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to be over here, but I yeah. love you from afar. <laughs> 
so we, cu- we cut to the gate room and Sam is playing with her fancy new UAV toy. Right. <laughs> adding some heat sensors before she senses the gate. Um, and D- Dana comes in and goes, you know, the Talon of... One of the Talons asked me a lot of questions about you. Mm-hmm. Just you. Just Sam. Specifically you. Well, the ravishing creature. <laughs> and then, but Hammond's hoping that maybe uh, if, if you ask the questions, um, someone's penis, I mean brain, will allow him <laughs> to respond to more questions. Can you please talk to this man using your womanly wiles? <laughs> your feminine wiles. Yeah. Um, the ones you used a couple episodes in that Remember one. Remember that time? We don't mention that episode. <laughs> um... And Sam is just totally unaware of everything at this point, right. which is very much like I would be, too. Yeah, it's very Sam-like. It seems very appropriate for Sam. She's not Dr. Janet. Dr. Janet would have been like, what do you need? Yeah. Like, get it out of him in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is for me, like, honestly, I could have a, per- a guy flirting to me in my face, and I'd be like, huh? <laughs> what? That's fair. I like That's ponies. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Captain Doctor, you can just call me Samantha, um, is, <laughs> is starts chatting up Nareem, and he's very interested in Earth. So Hammond lets Sam escort him to the surface. Right. Dirty. Sam's yeah. an escort now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for some reason, they exit the door that's just in the middle of the forest. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. There's just some random exit door yeah. from the mountain that goes straight to a forest. Here's another thing. I put this, I wrote these notes down, and I don't know if this comes up later, but I think this is where it comes up. So she escorts this random guy from a different planet onto Earth's surface. Yeah. We couldn't, you know, give him something a little less obvious to wear. Well, I fully think, like, there's three airmen around. I'm pretty sure they're still very secure on base. Yeah. That's true. And, like, there's, they've already cleared the area. Like, Secret Service <laughs> style. Because if I saw a dude it. wearing that, I'd be like, what's his deal? I'm gonna watch this man. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that there are no civilians. There's no one without okay, security plans anywhere around this. I'll take this. it. Um... And so Nareem says, you know, they're very thankful to be alive and please tell your friends because I really shouldn't even be speaking to you, let alone the rest of your people. Right. Uh, And he tells her, this is this is the effort. This is the conversation where as is going, I can literally see your eyes rolling in your head. (laughs) He goes, you know, back on Talan, he thought he was dying and he and he heard her voice. And they have an old superstition from a time before science and reason when everyone believed in nonsense of the shamal and if, if she appeared at the moment of your death she would take you to the stars and they're supposed to be beautiful and you're beautiful and then I learned you're a brilliant scientist and I really cannot lay it on any thicker to you at Listen, this moment I'm, I will definitely call myself a romantic I will watch a Hallmark movie any day I'm definitely for it but my god dude Turn it down a notch. Just what? Just like half a dial. Just take a breath. Something. It's like, oh my god, that's maybe, enough. Maybe this is very subtle flirting this, on his This planet. might have been where bartender Nick just barfed. He went, like, I think he literally went, barf. Maybe, like I said, maybe this is extremely romantic talk on his planet. Yeah, that's true. Oh, goodness, yeah. Or he's, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. So Sam is like, Angels. He's watched too many Meg Ryan movies. <laughs> Sam is just like angels. We call them angels. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still believing them. And then we learn that they do not have birds on Talon because he's yeah. fascinated like, by How do you not bird. have birds? <laughs> well, to be fair, they're kind of strange creatures if you it's think about it. Birds? Like, it's a creature that flies. Yeah. Naturally. That's true. Like, if you don't take it for granted, that's kind of an insane thing to see. Okay, fair. You know. I can't, I can't not know birds. Yeah. That's, but it's, <laughs> I don't know how to not know birds. <laughs> but if you think about, like, if you, if you think about from a planet that wouldn't have something that flies through the air. Okay, I guess, it, I guess like if, like, flying. Yeah, if, like, my dogs were fly, flew. Yeah. Yeah. That might be weird. So, like I mean, if Kaylee if sprouted just, wings and just started flying. And everybody was like, no big deal. This is just what I do. Yeah. yeah I might freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Fair. Fair point. So, Although, if it was a pony, then it'd be a unicorn, and then it'd be awesome. It'd be a pegasus. Oh, that's true. 
I don't know where it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a very long day. We're recording a little bit late because we had a long uh, couple issues with unfriendly public service people. Let's just say that the holiday shopping and, and customer service is a bad thing for these poor people. Yeah. And uh, as, as, as frustrating as it was for them, I don't imagine their days are any good. And then Be when, nice to people at registers. They're having a hard time. Yeah, especially when you're hangry and there's literally 18 things that come between you and your food and you're trying to get <laughs> yeah. your food and like everything is stopping you from getting your food. Try not to be too hangry at people. Yeah. Um, so they send the UAV through the gate and it's not good. No. The ground temperature is about 1,700 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not exactly livable. No, not 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 really. No. <laughs> um, the air has pockets from between 1,500 and 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Um, the air is completely unbreathable, and the lava is going to cover the gate in a couple days. Basically, the lava is eating everything. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. The lava is death. The floor is lava. <laughs> the world is lava. <laughs> the world is lava. It's the most intense version of this game you'll oh ever my, play. It's like wasn't my favorite game growing up. The floor up. is lava. I will be honest. I played that well into college, and then. After a couple times, um, so they pass on. They pass the word on to Omek, and he he actually uh, tells them that you know they were supposed to bury the gate. Nature did this instead of them. Um, the planet was evacuated. They stayed behind to seal it, and they can't send them to the new settlement off world because it's outside the gate system. And Ooh. oh yeah, Jana goes. Well, we have no ships, and Omek goes. Fuck. Yeah. Um, you primitive beings. You primitive beings. So in the briefing room, you know, they're they're basically now refugees, and they're going to yeah. try to find a new home for them uh, with some of the friendly people that they've met in their travel so far there this season. So they return the text to Tolan, and they're basically now in like this large community room with like okay. bunks and stuff in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're in the refugee area. Essentially, shelter. it's like an inside refugee camp. Is yeah. essentially what yeah. they're in. Um, and there's some people in the background very confused by grapes. That was really adorable. Uh, and Daniel and Hammond tell Omak that they're trying to find a new home for them. Um, and they'll, they'll, unfortunately, they're going to have to stay here uh, while you're on the planet. Right. You're not prisoners, but you can't leave. Yeah. It's for everyone's safety. Because um, reasons. Because no one on Earth knows that you can be here. Right. Because... We have hidden the Stargate from people. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's that's pretty because much it, yeah. most of the population would have a shit fit if they knew <laughs> that you were from. There's there's no way to say humans this. Yeah. that were taken from Earth and then they've come back to Earth and that you know. N- Can you imagine? That. Let's let's play this let's play this game through. I've actually well, played this game in my head a couple times. How does this actually go in 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 today's current world? You find these humans from another planet. There would be, I think, a few different camps. I think it also depends on how you introduce the concept. Right. That's true. So let's say somebody leaks a story on social media. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to be alarmist. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you could be next. They're going to take you and to another planet. How do we come back from that? Well, I think if someone just leaks on social media, they're going to have to have a lot of proof behind That's it. That's true. Because I'm sure there's people on social media saying that now. That's fair. Um, <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's very fair. So they're going to have to have a lot of proof behind it. Yeah. And I think it's, to me, it's much more likely of if... if the government or a, gov- a world government sort of came out saying that this... Um, there would be a camp that is mass hysteria. Mm. There would be, uh, I think, a camp of ma- mass hysteria in terms of, holy shit. I think there'd be ter- a group of mass hysteria of, this is the end times coming. Right, right. And absolutely. there would be a group that would include me going, please tell me more. Yeah. Please tell me more. Take me with tell you. Tell me all the yeah. things in the world. Um, and I think there'd be a group that still is, that this is this is a hoax, that this is not real. I, I might fall into the last one. I might be like, I don't believe it Again, until it depends, I can see it. It depends on the type of proof. Yeah, that's true. You know, it depends on the type of proof they can bring. If it's just, if to me, if I hear something like that, depending on the government that says it, that's not something you just throw out. That's true. You know what I mean? That's that's not something that well, you create Well, I think I, I would be interested, but I wouldn't believe it, if that makes sense. Oh, I would believe it from day one. You tell me <laughs> that there's aliens out there or that there's humans yeah. that have been transferred to another planet. I'm like, please tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I that's would fair. like to subscribe to your newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, all right. 
I'm hooked. Tell me more about this story that I don't believe yet. That's yeah. where I would be coming like, from. I mean, I'll be honest. To me, it all depends on, on what proof they put forth. Because to me, again, if you are going to be making that statement, if any government has the cojones yeah, to make that statement... Yeah, you gotta have a lot behind it. They're going to have the hard proof, and they're like, by the way, we are releasing right now on our website all of this information that you can go through, that you can, you know, fact check, so... Very fair. No one is going to make an announcement like, we have found life, <laughs> an intelligent unless, uh, yep. life, and here they are standing right next to me, unless they can, like, back that statement up. Very fair. I like that. So, um... But back on. Back on. Back on. And here is... Speaking of... Here's my favorite scene. Oh, yeah. Sam walks up to Nareem with a couple books, which we'll get to in a second. Yep. And a crate. And this is my favorite scene because Schrodinger. (laughs) She has this amazing cat... We were wondering earlier if she was a pet person. Right. And we agreed that she probably wasn't a do- She probably likes dogs, but she does not have a life that accepts dogs. That's true. But she could probably easily do a cat because the cats are, you know, cats can take care of shit themselves for a number of days at a time. Yeah. I mean, the house is going to smell horribly like cat shit when you get home, but. But you they'll know. keep themselves alive. I mean, if yeah. you've seen, if anyone else has seen Alien, yeah. yeah. The, the cat's going to be fine. <laughs> cats can be okay. So. <laughs> For those of you who have not heard of Schrodinger, uh, Erwin Schrodinger was an Austrian physicist. He actually only died fairly recently. Uh, he, he lived from 1887 to 1961. Uh, he's most famous for his thought experiment of Schrodinger's cat, which is... Um, so the concept uh, is, like, you have... You put a... a uh, radioactive particles in a box that you know it's decay time and you put a cat in there and it's kind of making fun of um i think it's the copenhagen interpretation of quantum mechanics and it's it's essentially once that they i know the thing that the thoughts that come into quantum mechanics i don't know well enough to to explain to others, okay. which I guess is the permanent rule of do you actually do you know something is if you can teach it to others. Got it. But there's there's a statement going on that that the the radioactive material either will decay or will not decay. Okay. So in essence, that cat is either going to be dead or going to be alive. And so until you open that box, right. you don't know if if the radiation has killed the cat or not. So until you open the box, the cat is both alive and dead. Right. It's and almost like never, a weird, uh, a weird take on what is it, the fallacy of ignorance mm-hmm. that I've heard of, where it's like you can't prove that it's that it is because it isn't. Yeah. But you also can't prove that it isn't because it is. Exactly. So, and if you don't open that box, the cat's both alive and dead at the same time. Right. Interesting. So, I just I love all those random like the twin paradox and those weird physics paradox like that. I dig um, it. So he was, I mean, Erwin Schrodinger most, his mostly worked with quantum theory. Um, he also has the Schrodinger's equation, which describes the state of, a, of describes quantum system changes. I've studied that a bit and I've dug into it, but that is definitely not one I know enough well to explain <laughs> yeah, to others. Yeah, well, if you don't have it, I definitely don't have yeah, it. Yeah, so, you know, please, if you're interested at all, the Schrodinger's equation is really interesting. Or if there's something that you can tell us that you can share, because these concepts are hard to grasp for me. Yeah. Well, Nixie gets them to some degree. I would love some awesome yeah, interpretation. There's, there's one. There's other. There's other like physics things, like the um, the general theory of relativity and things like this that I actually can sort of explain to others. Yeah. In ways that people can understand them. The twin paradox is always my favorite one. Um, but like things like the Schrodinger's equation, like I understand it. To a degree, but I don't have a firm enough grasp in order to explain to someone so they can clearly understand Got it. it. Um, I just barely have my fingers around it. <laughs> so he also did work in like color perception, which is oh. something I've always found extremely interesting and fascinating. Okay. And I actually, because I was a physics-loving art major, oh, I actually I studied. That. I actually studied a, biz, a bit of sort of color perception and color theory um, in terms of physics. Oh, and, cool! And it's it's always really really interesting things. So that is cool. We should post something on the. We'll, we'll post a link to something. Yeah, I'll find something. I'll find something cool. My Actually, my favorite um, sort of way to uh, sort of thought experiment, I guess, uh, is 
the concept of do we even do we the two of us do we even see the same colors? Yeah, because I, you know I've 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 studied that before, like in a phil- philosophical because even aspect. if even if the the nanometers the the wavelengths mm-hmm. shift a little bit, what you see as um, I actually have a red fra- like red the fraggle sitting on top of my computer, and if you look at the shirt. It's bright red. Mm-hmm. What you see is pro- might be slightly different from what I see, but we'll never be able to prove it one way or the other because you've always lived with that color being right. red. All you could do is triangulate and, and look at it from different ways. And if we all see it and we all see that it's red, then it then it is red. Well, but the thing is, is like what you see as red. I may see is like a purple, That's but true. there's never yeah. going to be a way what an to interesting prove approach because you see it from that scientific yeah. point of view. Whereas I'm looking at it from a communications from mm-hmm. a people point of view, where it's like, well, if we've all assumed that that's what red is, yeah, regardless of what it is, it's red, yeah. But I like your idea. There's but, no way to prove that it is the same thing that we're seeing. Exactly. Everyone's everyone. What everyone the the wavelengths that people see as different colors could be shifted possibly in each direction, and you would never never know because to you that's the color and it's always been that color right right so that kind of stuff with also sort of why we see things as different colors and how the wavelengths are absorbed and bounced off and that's very fair i just love all that kind of stuff so i dig it um, but back to that episode of Stargate we were talking about. <laughs> remember that time we we're talking about Stargate um Nareem <laughs> sort of adorably points out that 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 he you know studying quantum theory a while ago and pushes his nerd glasses up and, you know, other elementary misconceptions of, of elementary physics. And they licked quantum mechanics a while ago. Yeah. Um, which I don't think that... I don't think they're quite saying that they've licked quantum mechanics. I think that's more of they licked, like, I the do, Copenhagen I illustration. Love, I love that phrasing of Sam's over Yeah. Says, you guys licked quantum yeah. physics? It's like, let's take the, uh, some a concept as... as, as as interesting as quantum and physics, they used the and word "licked." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was more of maybe they they licked the one interpretation of quantum mechanics, but yeah. In the background, Omex just is creeping. Right. Well, because that's what he does. And he's goes, a "Stop talking." Yeah. Um, he's just a big giant cock block. So Sam hands him three books, and I checked. I couldn't really see what these three books were. Okay. But I can tell you what I think the three books. Oh, were. I like this. What do you think those so books were? So I'm assuming that. Uh, one of them is Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Okay, I can agree Because that's just that like a nice, solid, yeah. you know, book to give. Because I'm horribly biased, I'm going to guess it was because I feel like she'd also be a fan, something by Carl Sagan. Mm. Um, I don't think Pale Blue Dot was out. Pale Blue Dot may have been out by this time, because I'm pretty sure it, you know, it would have been, because this is just after he passed. I'm thinking it's either like Pale Blue Dot or Cosmos or something. Okay. Um, and then the last book is something covering animals, because she said since he was in awe of the bird, and she would bring more pictures of animals. So one Maybe. of them is like a, like a Nat Geo or something. It's like a picture book of all the well, animals Well, I like the, the idea. I mean, if she's going to go classic, she's going to give him some Darwin. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Like a, an illustrated Darwin. Yeah, yeah, of his visits. I forget. There's there's actually one name for, for his collection of things that he found at the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it is. I don't remember is. that name either, um, but I know what it is. Well, see, I want I want it to be, you know, I want something else in there. I want some Plato in there or something else. You know, Maybe the yeah. Republic. I, I don't know. A little bit of, of theory of where here's, but here's the, I from. think the difference. If Daniel was handing him the books... I think Daniel would give him Plato and, and, you know, the Republic and things like this. Because Sam is handing the books, I think there's going to be a more of a science swing to it over a philosophy swing. gotcha. You don't think she's handed him, you know, like Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five? I think they're waiting for maybe a couple <laughs> a couple months of experience on the planet before we hand them some Vonnegut. Yeah. He needs to have some context for On Vonnegut. the origin of species. Yes, it? yes, Thank yes, you. yes, yes. Thank you. I was like, that sounds very familiar. I was like, I know the name of that somewhere. <laughs> that's um, the that's the Darwin book, by the way. So the next scene, uh, Hammond just announces that the Talat have escaped. Um, but really, they're just outside observing the stars. Just kidding. Yeah. And then they hear a question again. So are, are we prisoners or, or what? Because right. basically we're prisoners. Um, and all of the... I laugh <laughs> at this. All of the surveillance video was mysteriously exposed and has a ton of interference. Conveniently. Weird. And they ask if the footage can be salvaged and computer enhanced. Anytime you use computer enhanced in no. terms of a, a picture or footage, my soul cries a little. You can't enhance pixels that already exist. <laughs> they exist and that's it. There's other. Like, you okay, don't get more. <laughs> I understand that if you're talking more about are we trying to retrieve footage 
like from a computer and you can enhance it that way. If something is exposed to pure white, there's no pixels to bring back out. It's done. Yeah, it's pure white. It's gone. (laughs) There's nothing to bring. Somek is mad at the reaction uh, that they got when they went on their little field trip and and, you know, Jack and Hammond and everyone's sort of arguing that no one trusts one another. Um, and then they basically, I think Daniel tries to argue that really they should get to choose from themselves if they get to stay or not. That's true. Maybe it was Sam. Um, and Omax says that they don't really, they don't care, for, you don't care for my people, you only just care about my technology. Um, well, and Jack points out that, you know, they'd like to know how you got out of, went through the wall. He basically was like, you don't love me, you just love my doggy style. Yeah, and he goes... Because you, you like, just channel Snoop Dogg. I'd like... <laughs> Sorry, I just felt like doing that. <laughs> to be fair, I'm glad you said channel Snoop Dogg, because I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't even yeah. recognize the reference. <laughs> but Jack's like, I like to know you got through that wall, and Omax like, point. You're saying my points. You just care about my tech. Um... So they get the video cleaned up, and they're literally walking through the walls. Uh, <laughs> and as if it was a Stargate. They right. just pass through. Yeah, let me just go. Yeah, like they're ghosts. And here we meet Colonel Mayborn of the NID. Because yes. Kennedy was promoted, so we have a new ass. Yep. Uh, Jack puts it, quote unquote, promoted. Talk about failing upwards. Yeah. And Mayborn is just as unimpressed with Jack as Kennedy was. And another person in the episode that has no fucks to give to anyone. Yep. Yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, so, Mayborn has an order from the president releasing the Talons to him and congratulates them that the Stargate finally program is finally paying off. Um, the Talons don't have any rights under any nation's jurisdiction. Uh, and Hammond, Hammond sort of is this really nice sly moment. He's like, I can't release them just yet because they haven't finished the quarantine. And you certainly right. wouldn't want an, uh, you know anyone getting affected because you have overridden our, our quarantine. Um, and... This is is the second best scene to me in this whole episode. Mm -hmm. Mayborn tries to sort of put his foot down and, you know, this is an order from the president. And Hammond's like, you're, you you can leave now. Right. And Mayborn tries to say something again. And he goes, that wasn't an invitation. It was an order, Colonel. That's right. Yeah. Go the fuck away. Yeah. That's when he he basically just did a mic drop and was like, listen. Exactly. If we're going to sit here and swing our penises around. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to slap mine on the table. (laughs) Mine has a lot more experience to it. (laughs) Bye. Um, But really, that bluff gave him an extra day, maybe. Right. They need to find somewhere for these guys to go. Because clearly, they cannot let the NID take the Talons. So Sam explains that they can't really ask for asylum anymore, because if they did, they'd just be working for Mayborn. Right. Uh, Sam tries to explain to them, and, you know, Sam and Daniel, like, the the good guys at the SGC are in a really tough place, because you have to try to explain to these people, it's the government, like, it's not, this is not the whole world. This is a different part of the government. We're trying to fight for you. These tribes are going to take you. You can't trust them, but you can trust us. Yeah. From your perspective, we're all the same, but really there's, there's a lot of different quirks here that you can see. Yeah. There's, there's little things that make us all different and we're actually on your side. Yeah. That can't be easy. You can't, they they can't ask for asylum. The NID is just going to use their knowledge for war. Um, Talk about intercultural communication. Yeah. He's, he, she she tells Dareem that you have to convince Omek to agree on a new planet. It's the, literally the only way. At this point, at least. That's true. Um, he... He calls he calls Earthlings primitive again, which angers Sam. But he just means technologically, and he has the line which, your, which I can't even make it through. Which your mind doesn't know, your heart fills in. Oh God, barf! And Sam says it's beautiful, and we both side eye. Yeah, no, yeah, no. no. He just basically to call me pretty and dumb. Yeah, essentially. Oh, yeah. you're so dumb. You're, you're so, so dumb. It's a good thing you're pretty. Yeah, it's a kind of. Uh, not okay. Not no, okay. No. Never okay. So Jack and Mayborn talk. He's still an ass. That's yeah. basically he wants to use Talons to make new weapons. Uh, and he got to the present so before Hammond could. One track mind these higher ups. Yep. He got to the present before Hammond could. Um, and he wants to just protect them in a nice village in the Rockies. Right. With a little forced totally. intellectual labor and really high walls. Yeah, it's not a big deal. And he argues that it's a better life than most Americans. You see, you know, like in a little internment camp, that's yeah. all. Just best, a tiny one. Best food, can, best convenience and everything they need. And, and again, there yeah. can be parallels made to previous American history. Holy and moly. Yeah. Suggested, any, uh, again, not even getting into the politics of it, but... 
Daniel <laughs> Daniel no wonders what would make the president allow this, and he voted for him, which again <laughs> helps the theory that I'm pretty sure the current president in the Stargate role is a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yep, that makes sense. Because there's no way Daniel would vote. Daniel would vote Green Party or like. <laughs> yeah. Da- yeah, Daniel's Democrat. I think if Daniel were around right now, he'd be... He'd, he'd oh, he'd feel, be feeling he'd be the burn. The burn. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be feeling the burn so much. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Hammond and SG-1 meet up in the forest since Mayburg can't hear it. I don't know why they don't go, like, anywhere inside the mountain that doesn't have Mayborn. Right, Just right. Just go into of Hammond's office and yeah. lock the door. <laughs> There's so many places that you could go where he's not there. Yeah. But you go where he's there. So they need to help the Talons escape. Uh, Jack is a hair's way away from not even giving a shit about a court-martial. Uh, <laughs> Daniel points out that he can't be court-martialed. Right. Nor can Tilk, but there's no mention of that. But let's not talk about that right now. Let's make Daniel the hero. Yeah. Um, so Omak doesn't want to trust Daniel. Uh, he tries to explain the politics of it, but that doesn't really work. He, he doesn't really have a new place to go to them yet, so Omak's like, then why are we even talking? Right. Uh, but Daniel does have one place. He just doesn't really know how to get to them or talk to them, but maybe Omak does. Uh, it's a race more advanced than the Talons. The Nox! That's right. The Nox are basically more advanced than anybody ever in your face. Exactly. Track. So Daniel has the coordinates, uh, and they, they <laughs> have this adorably awkward hand-holding... <laughs> Well, Daniel escorts him through the wall, and it's the most... We're like, no one holds hands like that in the history of ever. Of, of hands existing. It's like, the, <laughs> it's two bros that, like, don't want to hold the other bro's hands. It's like, bro, this isn't even... This isn't... This is... You're just my bro. Uh, uh, and they, they reach a service, and they send a message to the sky. Yeah. And it's interesting, because here at the end, Omak is a little nicer, at least, when he's trying to explain. Because Daniel's like, the message is going to take hundreds of years to reach Knox. And right. he, he picks up this twig and he goes, it would take forever to get from one point to the end unless you do this. And he sort of t- he bends it so the two ends touch. Right. And Daniel's like, oh, you're talking about folding time. And he's like, no. No, I'm not. And it's like, oh, you were half decent human being for a split second there. And then you were a jerk again. And then you went back to your ass face. Um, So Noreen walks through the walls to surprise Sam. Don't ever do that. That's not the way to You need a knock on the wall before you come through it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Don't just walk through a wall. That's not creepy. That's creepy. (laughs) It's weird and creepy. And tell Sam that they're going to be leaving soon. And after tonight, they won't meet again. And he will go reluctantly. Oh, gosh. And he gives her a recording of his feelings. Yeah, he gives her a mixtape of the feels. A feels mixtape. Yeah, it's a feels mix volume one. But, and here's the thing. You don't give someone a mixtape and then go, oh, I'm just going to stand here while you listen to it. No, that's definitely because he's a creeper. He's a yeah, weird, weird don't, don't do I that. actually had one guy do that. Then, <laughs> it was a mixed CD and he was like, did you listen to it yet? And I was like, no. No. No, I don't know I you well enough for you to have given me that. I will let you know when I listen to that. <laughs> um, and then he has a, the Tolans have a custom. Also, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> listen, if you give me a mixtape, it better be good music. The end. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> so Nareem, Nareem says they have a, a, a custom that expresses more than words. Oh, no. And then they make out. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it turns into... What is that? Hey, at least it was a good kiss, according to... It was apparently According a to good him? Kiss. We don't know what Sam thinks. This is true. He's like, I yeah, know. I got this. Who I knows, did it. Who but... knows who demanding tapping felt of Yeah, she kiss. was like, no comment ever on this episode. And, they're, and they're, they're about to kiss again. Too much slobber. And Daniel has very bad timing. <laughs> yeah. Or very good Daniel. timing. <gasps> yeah. Um, he may have saved her from, like, the worst kiss ever. <laughs> and, and she tells Reem not to forget Schrodinger because oh, he's gosh. giving him Schrodinger. Yeah. Maybe she just like, ah, oh, see, no. I was going to say maybe Sam just wanted to find a new home for the cat, but no. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, that's a thing. Uh, I would not meet someone for a, you know, a couple times and then give them Kaylee. That's true. Gosh, yeah, like, no. Sam. D- d- I would not get... It's a little desperate, Sam. I don't care if I just, like, made out with them. Right. Um, I would not be giving someone Kaylee. Right. Like... Absolutely. I would kill you if you tried to cook Get away from my Kaylee. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just... That's... 
you know, it's a little clearly, desperate. Maybe she's just maybe maybe she's just one of those people who does not have the same amount of attachment to their pets. Well, like I do know there's some people like this is my pet, and they see it as is a pet and not necessarily. Yeah, I hope those people don't ever have children. Member. Yeah, <laughs> you should now never be that detached that well, you could just give I mean, it away to another some, planet. There are people that go, "This is my child. This is my pet," and like have two classifications. I don't personally understand those people. Like, no, if I Kaylee, love something, I pretty much Kaylee, just love it. Like Kaylee <laughs> yeah. is attached to me. She is, you know. <laughs> You're talking to the woman who names inanimate objects. Oh yeah, yeah I, do uh, yeah. I do that too. I do that too. By the way, this is being recorded on my computer. His name is Foss. Who is the <laughs> Foss? Because if you've seen uh, uh, Sanctuary, which is another manic typing episode, Foss stands for. Feynman Orbital Sexiness System, <laughs> which covers my love of Richard Feynman and space and uh, Doctor Who, because it's sexy. It's I the like name it. Of the TARDIS. <laughs> I name shit. Um, so the Tolan have disappeared again, and this time uh, they went through the the uh, like the guard. Like they literally walked through the guard to get to the wall to walk through, and the gate activates. And Walter, I love this line from Walter. He mentions that the mainframes are having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, well, yeah, because well, he also <laughs> names and, and personifies inanimate objects. He's like, bro, let me help me out here. And the iris is failing. Uh, Mayborn yells to Daniel that this is a court martial offense. Uh, and Jack reminds him that he's not military. There's not really any civilian laws to cover this. Right, there's nothing you can do to him. And we see Lyra comes through the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because she, again, she's like, uh, no mainframe, no iris, I'm coming through. Yeah, I'm doing all, I'm in charge here. I am in charge here. Uh, yeah. W- what's the line you like to say? I am captain now? Uh, look at me, I'm the captain now. <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> That's the other one. It's really the good one. Um, so, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, the second one is a, is a Gene Belcher line from Bob's Burgers, <laughs> if anyone's wondering. <laughs> I really only it's watch from, Bob Burgers. It's from the episode called Beef Squash. <laughs> I really only watch Bob Burgers when you and Bartender Nick are yeah. watching Bob's Burgers. We may need to rewatch them. We may need to rewatch Beef Squash tonight. <laughs> this is me now. That's all. Okay. Um, so Mayborn yells at the, the guards to use force if necessary to prevent them from leaving. <laughs> and it's an order for the president. And Lyra points out that the race has learned nothing. Right. Uh, but beckons the Talon to come with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more step and Mayborn will order everyone to open fire. Uh, and Lyra shakes her head and all the guns disappear. And she yeah. activates the gate on her own by, like, summoning the power of the force. She's basically like, look, I'm the coolest person that you've yeah. ever known. And then they just leave. Yeah. And there's a look back from Nareem and there's a look from Sam. Right. Um, well, she's got uh, this mixtape of feels now. Yep, yep. Forever and ever. Um, and the, the gate shuts down and, and our intrepid team walks on to the the walks up the ramp and Jack was thinking about what a little guy with funny hair once or no Daniel was thinking about what a little guy with funny hair once told them and Jack goes the very young do not always do as they are told yeah I like that I like this little wrap up now here's the thing a writer yeah she wrote the broken divide right is that what we came up with the director the director did um it wasn't so it wasn't Catherine Powers didn't write Broken Divide. Well, I'm bringing it up. I cannot remember. Okay. Well, here's why I was asking. I think if she wrote that one, then she no, brought she back No, she did not. Okay, then never mind. Then my theory's t- then my theory's dead. Okay. Got it. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that we see um the Broken Divide people from the Broken Divide again here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all. But but if she didn't write it was the it, same director. Not, okay, got yeah. it. Got it. I think I misunderstood that part. But I dug this episode as cheesy as that mixtape of feels and that whole romantic storyline was. It was very fun to watch. It was, it was very it was, fun. It was like cheesy. It's kind of sweet. It's like watching. Oh, it's absolutely sweet. It's, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Not, there's, it's very nice. It was and like sweet, cheesy sweet. But it was just like bleh, already. Was, yeah. 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 I, pretty, yeah. It was. It was fun stuff. It was fun. Um, I like that the Nox are back. I like that the Nox are even cooler than these. Uh, these the people from Talon. Yeah. Because because it's like, look, you don't have to be a jerk face to be yeah. better than other people. Exactly. In fact, you're worse than other people when you are a jerk face. Exactly. So you know how to do it. You are kind of fucking it up. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. All counts. So we've had a severe dry spell, dry spell with the <laughs> for crying out loud. No kidding. They do come back. I knew for I know for a fact there's one in the next episode. Awesome. Um, and we have we have no deaths. So do you put this on your top five? I don't know. Um. 
Not right now. Okay. I may come back and, and add it in. But no, right now it's I love the I love the cheesy cheesy storyline with Sam. Yeah. But I don't know that it adds I don't know that there's anything that it's better than. May he be Tormented Tantalus? Maybe. Um, but no, right now it's not. What did you? Where does it go for you? I just it's it goes number four for me, and it bumps Children of the Gods off my list. Oh wow! And it bumps Fire and Water down. I it's I'm telling you, it is it's the cat. It's Schrodinger, right? And it is like the introduction of Mayborn, who we have some ridiculous fun with later. Okay. Um, it's just. This is, again, it's just one of the steps I enjoy watching. I know for a fact the next episode, Solitudes, that that we're going to be talking about next week, uh, Solitudes, it will be on my list. Oh, interesting. Uh, I have a hunch Solitudes will be on your list. I've, I've heard only good things about this episode. I'm really um, looking forward to this next one. Solitudes, I think, is, is my... Definitely one of my favorite episodes, especially of the season... Um, I don't know how high, it'll be interesting to see how high it ranks on my overall of the series. Okay. I think it's one of those, it may not be, it may not crack the top 10 overall, but it's definitely up there in the tops. Uh, and this also has one of the most, I will play for you afterwards. Okay. And we will post it next week when we post the episode. But Solitudes has, I think, the most infamous t- outtake. Nice. Uh, of of the show, period. Okay. So. So next week, uh, we're watching Solitudes. Yes. But next week, we'll be posting a tangent cast. Yes. Because I don't know if any of y'all out there are aware, but there's this little movie called Star Wars. Star Wars! <laughs> nothing but Star Wars! Somebody else, I'm stuck in this room with her. <laughs> but yeah, we will both be watching Star Wars this weekend. We may or may not have... We'll be up be watching Star Wars Thursday night. <laughs> we'll be, some of us will be watching it at normal human hours, like 8 p.m. on Thursday. Others of us... 10.30 on yeah, Thursday. Oh, that's right. Other of us named Grace will be at 2 a.m. on Friday. <laughs> in the jungle that is Universal Studios yes with a bunch of other people so we would like to definitely go over our Star Wars fandom there's yes. there's a lot of a lot of that a lot of anticipation we've got countdown clocks going yes. a lot of preparation we're gonna, going so, this. so this we're releasing this next week um, is going to be a Star Wars dedicated tangent cast and then we're gonna cut back with our regularly scheduled program of, of Solitudes um, as your uh, a holiday present yeah your end of the year gift as you will I like it um um, but and we'll see you guys next week for sure. Yes. And we'll be back with a, a little more Stargate mm-hmm. after that. And it'll be, it's, it's seriously, the episode will be worth the wait, guys, because I'm just going to be gushing about the episode <laughs> for, I think we'll both be just gushing about yeah. it for an hour. I so it's it. going to be, it's going to be the end of the year love fest from us <laughs> here at uh, There's No Place Like Terra. So you can find us on uh, the Twitters at Terra Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search There's No Place Like Terra. And you can email us um, at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. If you do email about future um, past solitudes, please put a spoiler warning in there because I intercept those before Grace does. Yep. Um, I appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah, just, you know, talk about, it doesn't have to be about Stargate. Talk to us about Star Wars. Give Keep us your touch. Star Wars love. Holy moly. I would love to hear everybody's reaction. If, if you guys just, like, put on Facebook or Twitter, if you watch it before next Sunday night, uh, yes. shoot us what you think about it because uh, we're going to, we're going to, we might go longer than an hour, possibly. <laughs> we'll, Who knows? We'll try to keep it down, but there's a chance we might have a couple special guest stars as well. Maybe. We might. We might. We might not, but we're, we're, hoping, to, we're hoping that maybe. Yeah. yeah. A, couple, a couple of new new voices that I think you guys will enjoy. Because the voices know much more about Star Wars than they do about Stargate. They please so, so much. So <laughs> much, And they know so much about Star Wars. Um, but alrighty. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.